Um, and, and I was saying I did my go. settings, made sure that I had access. I'm not sure what's going on. Okay, that's all right. We're getting ready to go right now. Hold on, Let's stand by. Hold on. Bring the volume up. All right, here we go. Welcome to Intimate Discoveries, the Unveiling Connections, the podcast redefining the conversation around intimacy. A world where connections often feel superficial, we dive deep, exploring the layers of what it truly means to be intimate. This isn't just another love talk. It's a groundbreaking journey through intimacies, cognitive, emotional, physical, and spiritual aspects in the modern age. In each episode, we peel back the layers of and layers of myths and truths, engaging with experts, sharing real-life stories, and uncovering insights that challenge everything you thought you knew about closeness in relationships. Whether you're navigating the complexities of love, seeking deeper connection, or just curious about the unspoken intricacies of human bonds, intimate discoveries is your guide through the maze of modern intimacy. Tune in as we unravel the secrets to truly meaningful connections, intimate discoveries, unveiling connections, where every episode is a step closer to understanding the heart and soul of intimacy. Thank you for joining us today. This is your host, Champ Franklin, and we are getting live because I have one of the most dynamic um, speakers here um, coming in on this call, and um, he's um, a relationship coach out of South Carolina, been doing this um, for quite some time, and um, he brings a, a, a true different perspective into the conversation, and without further ado, I'm going to welcome my man, Mac, onto the show. Mac. Cheers, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Mac. Tell my listeners a little bit about yourself. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, for the most part, I've been a first responder for the last 10 years. And the biggest thing with being a first responder, relationships are very hard to maintain and sustain. So, uh, what in- this inspired me to really uh, dive into how to make a relationship sustain, build, strengthen it, and so with that, it led me into this path of being a relationship coach and wanting to help men and what they can do to become that safe space. So a lot of that, very similar to what Champ does, and when uh, Champ and I cross paths, it was, it was electrifying. <laughs> which absolutely. brought us to this podcast today yes absolutely yeah we our conversation was so electric we were like you know what what we're talking about definitely needs to be captured in audio and one day will be in video and or live and in color at a seminar worldwide we are coming to change the world and help men in relationships yeah, so thanks, Mac, for taking the time out. Um, as we continue our conversation, um, why do why do people right? Why do people get intimacy wrong? Um, this is season one, episode nine, and um, one of the things that we're looking at today, as we're we're chasing this this question, um, why is it that we have 
and I want your your perspective on this, Mac. Um, why is it that we have successful black men married to non-black women, and then we have successful white um, black women, successful black women married to un I mean to non-black men? And it, it seems to me that the the more successful that we get um, in our community the more prone we are to marrying outside of our race. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, fair question. I really believe that type of scenario, it, there's, there's so many variables. But the biggest thing I would say is polarity. There's uh, the women who are leading in their charge may have more masculine uh, qualities and that masculine, two masculine energies, it's not, it's not a match, and vice versa, right? So if somebody is more uh, in a feminine space, meaning like not, not necessarily like they're mm. aiming to be women, but just more so in a creative space, not necessarily trying to be conscious, not trying to be disciplined in certain things, that may throw off the variable altogether. So when we talk about we talk about women who are leading their charge, they may be in a masculine frame, and with uh, I believe as you're, you're highlighting as a black male, and in the masculine frame, now you have this two people headbutting for this masculine space in a relationship. So there's a re there really comes a self awareness that needs to be and like where do they want to be in a relationship, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Wow. Um, yeah, that's, that's a lot. And, um, and so how do we, but the thing is that both of us, both men and both black men and black women, we both seek love. And I don't think that, um, that our goal is to be successful and then marry outside of our race. Um, but we often see it. So it, why is it then that um, these other, other than black women, um, have possessed this, like you were saying, this female energy, and that they're able to carry that female energy to a level in which attracts black men? Uh, mm, I would say it really comes down to ego. Comes down to the ego. Uh, you know, uh, it, it, you don't want you don't want to take away somebody's independence, and and I feel like you know the women that we're talking about in this particular space, well, this context, more so they're like, I want to do things my way, X Y Z, so on and so forth. So they don't necessarily want to follow, and if they don't want to follow, then I mean that that's their election. Mm -hmm. However, that doesn't allow for harmony to be in a relationship if the man is willing to provide, willing to be there, etc. So if the woman can't trust him, well, that creates trust issues. So now she's got to do it on her own. Right. So now she's she may she may get caught in that pattern of this masculine frame and then find somebody who is content with her being in that masculine frame because of the trust issue. Right. Um, and so the, you know,
I'm looking at this these this this dynamic, right? Looking at um black women, classy black women who are invited to events where um those rich black men are those powerful black men are are they even invited to those events and where is that space where they can where they can actually connect mm. you know and I, and I know that's a whole different whole different topic whole different layer that we, I didn't even consider until you started talking you know um and so but but let's 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 sort of go back to um the idea of that when you were talking about that masculine and masculine energy um dominating the space and where the male successful male and a successful female um is butting heads how do how, why do you think that that is that that is so difficult for us to be able to be in a successful relationship in that case? Well, there's there's only there's three issues for okay. a relationship, right? <laughs> the biggest issue one there's there's uh, no polarity, mm -hmm. right? They have no polarity, meaning there's there's just like uh, neutral. Right, your car battery has polarity. That's why you got to put the batteries in a certain way to have the circuit go through it. Uh, but if it's just neutral, then it cancels out. There's really not much there, less to be desired. Mm -hmm. Then you have apathy, where they don't care. Either neither party cares. So I feel like the masculine and feminine energy comes in a place where it comes in a trust, vulnerability. Right, mm -hmm. a woman. A woman has every right to make sure that she's good. A human being has every right to make sure that they are good in their life. Mm -hmm. And a woman, in my opinion, should not be like, "Oh, I can't trust him, so I'm, I, I got to make it. I got to make this. I got to make it on my own." So she's going to do her own thing. She's going to be more in her masculine energy. And it's. I mean, for me, it, it's really independent of race, but. Any woman who doesn't trust a man is going to have to do the role of a man. Period. And it doesn't, I mean, it's not comfortable. I imagine she would want to be in a space where she can trust her man, have safety with a man. And that's, and I feel like that's where this conversation is leading on how do we create, how does a man create that safe space, equalize that polarity? How do you, how do you keep that going? Because I really feel like it's three things that every woman wants and needs. And I hope your listeners tune in for this. I feel like every woman needs safety, consistency, mm -hmm. and longevity. They want to feel safe consistently forevermore. I don't think anyone would argue that. So you're saying that safety, consistency, right? And longevity, right? Longevity. So that means that if you're being consistent, can you how can you maintain this consistency over a great a long a long period of time? Is what you're saying? Yeah, forevermore. Forevermore. 
So, so that, so what you're looking at, and let me, let me define um, intimacy for our listeners. And so that we're on the same page, um, you can probably bring something else into the mix. Um, if you have another definition, um, because we define intimacy here at Intimate Discoveries as a level of commitment, positive, affective, cognitive, and physical closeness that one experiences with a partner in a reciprocal relationship. And there are four components of intimacy. There is cognitive intimacy, which is just exchanging thoughts one with another. And then we have emotional intimacy, which is exchanging feelings with another person, which is deeply rooted in the value of self-disclosure, where this safe space has to come in, into play, right? And we have sexual intimacy, which being attracted to another person and choosing to share one's body in the form of physical contact, affection, and sexual activities. And then the last one we have is spiritual intimacy, which is sharing thoughts and feelings regarding religion and morality. And, and being able to connect on those levels. And so going back to um, this underlining, um, you know, definition and these three points that you talked about, um, safety, well, a woman wants to feel safe, right? Um, consistency and longevity, all of those require that, that one key component of our um, definition, which is commitment. Commitment. And so when you say safety, what do you mean as far as safety? That's a good question. So safety meaning a safe space to to have this exchange of emotion. So whatever that expression may be. So let's say the wife is having a bad day. Mm -hmm. She can come to me with her bad day. And know that she won't be judged by it. Know that I'll receive her take on it. I'll listen to it. And and, and and one of the things that we may get into on this call, empathy. Mm-hmm. I'll empathize with that. Mm-hmm. So safe space is a place where you don't get judged. Right. And you can just be and you're accepted. I feel like that's a prerequisite to any commit any long-term commitment acceptance you gotta get accepted to the job to do anything on the job right so when so when i look at empathy um being able to connect with somebody emotionally um there there are challenges with, with um this requirement for empathy um and that's because most men are not given permission to feel right and not given permission to feel um hinders our development of our emotional vocabulary and so when a woman comes to a man and she is um complaint you know she's she's um dealing with or she's hurt or disappointed from an experience where her intersectionality came of her being the only black woman in her office, right? And, you know, being a minority, right? So you have female and then being a minority, then black female, 
um, in that realm and how that made her feel. Um, how and how can a man be able be prepared to take on be able to connect with that? Hmm. You know, I really I feel like that leads into what you was talking about earlier as far as self awareness. Mm-hmm. Where the man has to know at least where his starting point is. Okay. And so in that but but how does that the you say the looking at this safe this safe space and, and I often look at where is there where is there a safe place for a black man or a black woman? Where's it where is it safe? How do we we how do we, how are we how do we identify safe spaces for us? You know, uh, I can only speak on my journey mm-hmm. and what I would encourage. Mm-hmm. But the biggest thing is to be your own safe space first. You mm-hmm. can't, can't do anything outside of you until you do it within inside. So the, the self-talk you have, mm-hmm. you can create safe spaces with that. Right, so let's say something doesn't turn out the way you initially planned, right? Like this whole, you know, we had a troubleshoot a little bit before we got to where we are right now. Mm-hmm. But the self-talking now, instead of it just resorting in frustration, it's like, you know what, boom, I could get this, right? We're, we're getting there, we're getting closer, let's just keep going. That's encouragement. Mm-hmm. That's a safe space. You start there. Now... You get you align yourself with other like-minded individuals mm-hmm. in that safe in that same area of safety, and then of course it's just going to compound over time when you are around people like that. So mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's where that's where a black man can be uh, in a in a better safe space. That's where he can establish safety first because he has to do it for himself. He can't mm-hmm. do anything for anybody if he doesn't do it for himself. Right. And, and, and that's, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. And so one of the things, one of the reasons that you and I were able to, to, um, to work through this situation was because we were confident in who we are and we both valued each other's time and their, and each other's commitment. And so as I was you know trying to figure it out, um, I didn't, you know, and you were, were your mi- microphone was low. Um, you were having technical difficulty. I was having technical difficulty. None of us lashed out. E- ne- neither of us lashed out at, at either, either one of us. Yeah. Or or say, man, he don't know what he's doing. I can't believe this. And 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 so, but we were both committed. We had a, we had a goal. We had a destiny that we were looking to to experience together and 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 that communication um in relationships is 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 it it's a challenge and it's go ahead it's a good point and and i and i agree you know to be level-headed or to set the tone Right, mm-hmm. setting the pace of what it's going to be, and I feel like men they may get overzealous with that pace 
meaning they're not controlling it. They're not setting boundaries. And if they don't, and, and, and I say men, just because that's who I mainly speak to, but even women, not having boundaries. I feel like women have more boundaries prior to a relationship beginning. Mm-hmm. And then as the relationship starts, then, you know, it's like more it's disrespect, 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 where uh, there, there's no boundary set like, hey, look, an argument may happen. This is how we handle it. Mm-hmm. Like setting up that arena so it doesn't get out of hand. Things, people don't get caught out of name, male or female. So... It's. I feel like it's very important for boundaries to be set. And like you said, um, you know, we didn't we didn't lash out or anything. But that's because we're we're in a like headspace. Mm-hmm. So this, um, I guess, I'm, I'm still going back to um, being able to to pr- provide a safe space. And and so the challenge I see. Particularly with black men, and particularly with black men, is that we're not given the we're not given we're not taught boundaries. We're not taught boundaries. We're, we're we're required to deal with whatever happens and not share any any insecurities or vulnerabilities in. Any situation, well, I should say this, in most situations. So, how do, but, but that brings the problem with vulnerability and consistency and safety. Um, because, you know, men, black men in particular, um, don't get to practice being vulnerable. And so when we get to a relationship where it's, you know, the expectation is that we are providers and protectors, right? And once we lock in on being a provider and protector, I, I, I know when it comes in to me and when I look back on my marriage, this is something um, that still holds true as far as I thought I was, that's all I knew about was being a provider and protector. And that's what I locked in on. Not realizing that there was more to me than just being a provider and protector. So, yeah, you can see that. You can see that. And and again, reciprocity, vulnerability, um, consistency, commitment, you know, these things that you're talking about. Um, where where has a black man experienced these things in a in a safe and loving environment? Right? Yeah, you know that you're. It's a good point. It, it's it's very difficult to. Uh, uh, I would say find a a building or a place to really call it like, oh, this is hey. If you if you're having a problem. You go over here and you'll be in a safe space. So at the end of the day, it comes back to that point of self-awareness where it's like, 
I'm having an emotional experience right now. I'm feeling some type of way, however. And mm-hmm. the results that are coming from my feelings right now are less than favorable. I want to change that. I think the first question is how. That's the self-awareness. They find out where the standard is. I mean, that's what I had to do. I had to find out where my standard was. I'm, I'm yielding results that I don't want. Mm-hmm. How do I change it? And that's what at least began the journey. But if, so I can't, I can't say that, oh, I, nobody put me on a journey mm-hmm. because it's a self-started mm-hmm. journey. Like right. you have, mm-hmm. you have to be open to say, okay, how do I do this? That's beautiful. And so you saying that, um, how, how can we then, um, okay, so now that I, I'm, I'm creating this self, self-awareness within myself, right? That I'm, I'm having difficulties in my relationships, okay? Where can I go to begin my journey on self-awareness? And then what, what model do I have to evaluate where, when I have achieved a, an acceptable level of awareness? When you get acceptable results. But, but where, how do I get those, though? Well, you, so your first question. Where do you start? Yeah, where do you go? No, where, where do you go? Where does a black man go? Because we're looking at this self-awareness. Yes. Where is it known for a black man to go for self-awareness? Well, honestly, uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's an interesting question because I want to say as far as a physical location, I cannot call that. Okay, person, place, or thing. Person, but, place, or thing. Other than mom and grandma, right? And even then, the level of safety isn't isn't necessarily what the man may need to thrive. So I, I can't say that there's a certain space. All I can say is that influence plays a huge part environment plays a huge part. So if I know I'm hanging out with people who are just feeling some type of way and yielding less than favorable results that I want, I need to stop hanging out with them people and find out people and find more people who are experiencing more of the things that I want to experience. Wow. This person's been married for 10 years. I ought to figure out what this person's doing or how this person is doing it. And then create a, a, I would say, a, a community like that. So it's just getting into the right community. Okay. All right. So let's look at getting into the right community, right? What community can a brother, black man, go to that is recognized as a safe space? Oh, I, again, I uh, I don't. There's no. It's not like a like a moniker that I can just give it. Like oh, like oh, go to Google, go to YouTube, you find them. Right. It's just okay. So you what, rec- you will identify 
what the results are, right? If I see somebody in a Lamborghini, and I'm like, man, I'd like a Lamborghini. I now have access to that. If you see somebody in a successful relationship, wow, they have a successful relationship. Wow, now I have access to that. So it's just you create that community. It's not a community that you go to. It's a community that you create. And then you pour into that. They pour into you. It takes a village. It, it takes a village. And so um, if I'm from Kenya and I come to America and I have these relationship challenges or whatever, um, is there a, do you think it is possible that there is a, a, a Kenyan community here in the U.S. where I know that, that they're going to be openly willing to love me and accept me because we have something in common. Well, the, the something you would have in common would be the goal. So if you're looking at the goal for commonality of having a successful relationship, I mean, thankfully in this day and age, you can look up meetups and find somewhere to go. Um, just type in that subject matter that you're aiming for. But even, so let's, using that example, you came here from Kenya. What do you do here, right? Mm -hmm. If you're working here and you're in a space with other black males or any male, and you're like, oh, you know, man, you guys have all this stuff. How'd you attain that? And you have the same common goal. Somebody's going to talk to you. But most people don't have the same common goals. Right. And so, like I said, I, I, the part that I was really looking at is the safe, the, the safe space where black men can begin to practice. Because if you don't practice it, you haven't been shown the fundamentals of a safe space. How do you, how do you grasp that concept? Right, it's, it's a foreign language. It's like going to Japan and speaking Japanese. How do you, unless that person um, goes to a class or, or find someone who, who speaks Japanese who is patient enough to help him to build his 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 um, ability to speak Japanese. Where does he learn it? Where does he begin? Where does that, where does that come? Where, how does he fit in? So, yeah, champ, uh, you study, practice, and teach anything you want to learn. So if you study on your own, mm -hmm. Japanese or emotional intelligence or intimacy, you study that, then, okay, I learned, hey, this is... Uh, this is how you, you should always uh, look somebody in their eyes, right? Right. You know, truly let them know that you're there. Practice, and then you start yielding results that you want. Like, oh, wow, that thing worked. Maybe this other thing will work. It, it doesn't, like, I, I mean, I, I recognize that you're, you're saying, like, where can a black man go to feel safe? I receive that. However... I feel like a black man can immediately educate himself. 
as a black man who's done it. Right. I had to educate myself because I didn't have examples mm-hmm. growing up. So because I didn't have examples, I was like, either I follow their example or I, I create my own. So I had to study for that. And I started practicing. And that's what allowed for this conversation to happen. So it really comes with the initiative for somebody to recognize, like, I'm in this space right now. I don't like this space right now. How do I get out of it? It starts with that how question. They start studying. And by default, divine appointments are happening. You will come across people who will just be in that same headspace, just mm-hmm. like you and I. Right, just like you and I just met on <laughs> on a whim. Um, we just, we, our energy gravitated or attracted each other and we ended up being in the space where you and I began to, um, have candid free conversation. Right. Um, and so I, I, I get it. Um, and so, so building this self-awareness. And so we're, we're saying that we want to be able to have men, come to you know build this self-awareness if they're ex- if they're expecting to be a- be able to be available emotionally available for these successful black women and again when you're looking at um, successful black men um, the how does the the black woman um, create that that self-awareness where she can then um, provide um, a safe space for this successful black man. Now, Champ, uh, this in this particular subject, um, I'm not 100% sure because I cannot speak from a woman's perspective, mm-hmm. respectfully. Right. Okay. Well, let's, let's keep it with the man. Let's, let's, let's keep it okay. on, on how men... Um, how, how how do we create that self awareness? Um, because again, it's like you and I were talking earlier that two of the most successful, the two of the most powerful um, black women in in the in the world, particularly in America, are married to non black men, yeah. and and part of that is because um. We have challenges with in, in our inner relationships with each other because we can take a successful black man and he'll marry a non-black woman and they'll have a okay or alright relationship. They'll go and and do stuff and he will even appear to be gentle and kind to her. Come on, talk to me. How is that? How do how do we how do we bridge that gap? What can a man do? I'm listening. As far as far as what a man can do now, those the, the examples you gave, there's too many variables to to uh, uh, really give a solid answer, right? Because when you think about politics, it's just that politics. So I don't know what those network groups look like. And I don't know who's in them, but it, it highlights that uh, maybe that, that could have been a driving force for why somebody 
wanted to go that route as far as marrying outside of race. Right. But let's just say anybody. Mm -hmm. Somebody up the street, right? Somebody up the street, like, hey, you know what? Boom. You know, I, I, a black woman has a white husband. Why is that? That's another variable, right? Right. Maybe, maybe it's just, Maybe that's just one of the first person to get her. Right. First person to give her the safe space. Not to say that black men can't give her a safe space. I mean, there's the first person who did. Right. So how do you, so I think the question is, how, how does a black man always present himself as a safe space? Going back to that self-awareness, he has to know where he's at. He has to have the understanding and the, the, just the baseline desire I want to get better with this. Right. And so, okay, so now you're, you're onto something, I believe, because uh, the information that society is fed about black men is not all, it's, it's rarely positive. And when it comes to the information that black women are fed about black men and their experiences you know some of it is is fed to them that you know you can't trust a black man he's going to cheat on you and and, and and he's you know baby mama drama or you know he's not going to be he's going to get you pregnant he's going he to get you pregnantly um he doesn't have a job man a felony um he's just insecure whatever and so by the time you come to that space where um where you're you're trying to now have love and 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 require a safe space, how do you you know? It, I think it's difficult for somebody to provide a safe space for somebody who they come to the meeting prepared to defend themselves against that very person. Mm. I I resonate with that piece. It's the, the defense. So we're going back to the trust. We're going mm. back to the vulnerability. Right. So, yeah, if you feel like you have to defend yourself, you're not going to connect by default. Right. So I, when you're asking how, that's, well, I'll, I'll just I'll tap into what you said earlier. I have a different take on it. So you said, you know, a man protects and provides, and there's more to that. I agree. Mm -hmm. Because you don't just protect the woman, you protect the relationship. Right. With what we're talking about right now, intimacy. Mm -hmm. You also provide that safe space. And you lead the relationship right? You guide in those situations and you love that person. Now, those, those, those four things that I mentioned are necessary to do for yourself. Right. I have to protect my mental. I have to provide a safe space, which, like I said, self-talk. And then highlighting, okay, how am I leading myself? How can I get up and get going? Right? And then loving myself. And I'm not talking about narcissism, but I'm just highlighting, like, 
what are some things that I could do just to show some self-love? You know what? I'm going to wash my face. I'm going to put some lotion on my face. Like, just self-love. Like, how do I do that? Once you start with yourself, then you can experience that on the out on the outside. You can start giving that to more people. So the space, the finding the safe space is not, I can't say you can, hey, go off the street, turn the corner, boom, that's a safe space for you. I can't necessarily give you directions to it because everybody has a different path. Everybody has a different journey. But once you have that desire, like, hey, I really want to save space. Like, I want to figure out, like, like the way I'm talking to myself, it's so aggressive. I keep getting told I got these anger problems. How do I, how do, I do this? Once you start asking these how questions and you truly have a desire to, to switch it up, study, practice. By the, you'll see results. You'll see differences. You'll see how, like, oh, I'm feeling some type of way. Okay, um, let me not punch this person in the face right now. Let me just take a step back. Okay, now that that just that's a, that's a huge step in the right direction. If, if somebody is you know, more aggressive than others, so that safe space starts with you, and then that community is curated by you. Meaning like, okay, you and I, you and I, champ, you're a part of my community now. I didn't find, I didn't look for you. <laughs> you're part of my community now. So it's like, it likes like-minded people by default will, will come together. And that's the space that you want. Yeah, it's, it, it comes down to um, really removing those barriers so that you can become more vulnerable with your partner so that you could be able to reassure each other that we are a safe space. I love that. I love that. Absolutely. We're in agreement. Yeah. I, I, I agree. You know, and, and that's what I and and but that's but how many layers of information do we have to peel off in order for us to even get to a space where we could um, share and experience that with each other? How many layers? How many? How many times are do I do I hear um, men um, devaluing black women? Yeah, yeah. How how many? You know, I'm just saying. Just listening to music, listening to the the media. Looking at social media, um, where is it that you ever see um, a black woman glamorized, esteemed? Well, you could. Well, that's the that's the beauty of it. You can be that space. Well, you can you can be that space. The thing is that when I go outside, it's just like. I'm going through a car wash, right? <laughs> and you're going through as soon as you go go into the 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 the, the driveway, they're throwing soap on you. They're throwing all these chemicals on you. They're throwing um, wax and all this other stuff. And, and 
And how long does it take, how much water you think has to be on the other side of that process in order to rinse all that stuff off? So that when you come out of the car wash, when you come out of being vulnerable with this person, that that you can now, you know, all I can do now is just vacuum the car. You know, <laughs> because the car, yeah. the, everything was rinsed off. But when you don't have that environment, when you when you when you're constantly um, layered with stuff, and again, it's just you know somebody just moves, puts paint in the in the soap, put something else that doesn't that's not coming off, and like oh my gosh, now I got to get this off before I can even go to the party. So. I, I received that analogy. I feel like when it what we're what we're getting toward is what you said initially. How do we break down those barriers? Right. And once we break down the barriers, then we can move forward to connecting, being vulnerable. But we can't even get there while the barriers are up. So. My take on bringing down the barriers is, I mean, it sounds cliche, but faith. Faith. Right? You, you gotta, you gotta step out on faith because I mean, I didn't know how this podcast would go. I didn't know how conversations would go. I don't, I don't know. I mean, with, with the work that I do, I'm all around the world. I have no idea how it's going to go. So I have to have faith in myself or something bigger than me or or the overall plan and goal Mm -hmm. so if i'm talking so so let's let's not use myself but let's say black man talking to black woman i have faith in a common goal because i want to you know be with this person or this person wants to be with them then i'm stepping out on that that person should step out on that faith, like, hey, look, this is this is where I'm from, right? This is where I came from, boom, boom, and see how and, and it's like you said, how many layers? You you stock piece by piece, right? You give them a little bit, see if you're received, not judge, and if you're not judged, it's like, oh wow, okay, you didn't judge me, okay, boom, I'm safe now, right? Right? You don't necessarily, you may not categorize it as that right but you will feel the relief of that like wow okay you see me okay so so this is in looking at it's this in the infancy stage of the relationship right and so how often do you think men are are having conversations with women on a date and something and she's looking for red flags Oh, immediately. Right. So those red flags that, that are brought to the to the table are represents armor, right? That you have put on this armor that you are looking <laughs> for, and you can you're not even listening to the person. You're not even interested in his story. 
and yeah. and where he is right now. And so it's it's just that as as real as our relationships begin to experience the true fulfillment, we gotta come to a place where we can let go of our past hurts and begin to approach interactions with a open mind. Beautifully said, champ. And so, but again, who who starts first? Oh, I'm definitely saying the man. Okay. Yeah. I, I tell, as, as a father of a 16-year-old daughter, boys are very involved right now. Right? Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a topic of discussion. Right. So I have to be, I have to let her know what to look for by default. Because if she conflates or mistakes aggression for masculinity, mm-hmm. she's going to set herself up for failure. Okay, so, so let me... Mm-hmm. So I tell her the man should lead with his intentions. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying in this situation, the man should lead with his intentions. Period. Right. Period. Absolutely. You, you, and you're absolutely right. So, so let me ask you this here. Um, I heard this this comment about the way black women are raised in comparison with other races about how women are raised, right? And so, um, and they said that most black women are raised to be independent. Whereas in other races, they're raised to be wives. Okay. Uh, and, and I personally wouldn't, I didn't get that same, I didn't get that tutelage. Nobody told me that, but I, I received what you said. Right. And so, and so, and so, you know, just think about how many times that you may have, well, I, I, I don't want to put you on the spot. I know for me, you know, my whole idea was my daughters don't need a man, right? You you got your daddy. You ain't gonna have to be waiting on a man to do anything for you, right? So for her to be to even show some, you know, femininity, right? You know, hey, can you do this for me and be, you know, and be sort of you know, um feminine, right? You know, and naive, a damsel in distress, right? Um, for her to even portray that or even present that when all her life she's been fed, you take care of yourself. Don't depend on somebody. And so, again, how far has a, a black woman been pushed away from and um, propelled or repelled? Um, because a lot of times, most people aren't most people aren't trying to take care of black women. She ain't, no nobody running to her rescue when she's out. In fact, gosh, I mean, go ahead, man, go ahead. I'm, I'm well, gonna... well, well, with on that on that subject, like I said, I, I can't speak too much to womanhood because I'm a man, and respectfully, I don't want to talk out of term. However. That level of independence is based off of a lack of trust. 
right? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that somebody has to be codependent, but interdependence, mm-hmm. that's different, right? right? Where you don't you don't need to leech off of this person mm-hmm. in order to have a lifestyle or a livelihood. Right. Where you can merge with this person. You bring something to the table. So like, you know, we're, the only thing I could talk about as far as what I'm teaching my daughter and it's reciprocity. Right. I tell her straight up. I'm like, look, he bring his to the table. You bring yours to the table. And y'all see what y'all, if y'all like what's at the table. Right. But don't expect somebody to give you everything because then they could take everything away from you. Mm-hmm. You right. have to. So I'm all about empowerment. Like mm-hmm. I want her to be independent to hold it down on her own. However, this, just like you said, she's counting on daddy. <laughs> I was, mama's counting on daddy too. Mm-hmm. Right. I gotta be with mama. Mm-hmm. So somebody gonna take care of you. But so you clearly you need that additional. Uh, you need that additional safety. You need that additional help. But you have to be in a space to receive it. So I'm letting her know, but I'm teaching her about reciprocity and the importance of that. Right. So in regards to what you're saying, as far as women, uh, black women being taught independent, cross the mm-hmm. board, you don't need nobody. Hold it down yourself. And only being taught that, that, that I would only bring it back to the self-awareness thing. Is that yielding the result that you want? And if it's not, now we have to ask that question, how do I change this? Mm -hmm. Because I'm not saying that a woman needs to be a damsel in distress. I'm not encouraging anybody to put themselves in an inferior position. So Mm -hmm. I I do not encourage that whatsoever. But a level of independence, but if you are open to a relationship interdependently, now, okay, how do I how do I take away that that masculine frame? Because that's really what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. That masculine frame is throwing off the polarity. Because you both can't run the show. Right. Right. And and that's and that's again why it's important that we talk about intimacy in the relationship and the aspect of being vulnerable. And the importance of providing a safe space and creating these, you know, awareness of of the challenges that you're going to face because there are so many other variables that you have to consider before you even begin to um, commit to providing a safe space to someone who hasn't shown you or has been encouraged to show you a, a safe space on committed, you know. Um, and so so that's why we have to have these conversations, right? Um, because otherwise, um, we, we will find ourselves, or individuals will find themselves not as lucky as you and I are, that we can see, do the work, understand that, you know, what the importance of self-awareness, and then put strategies in place in order for us to make the improvements and get the results that we want well let's let's be clear champ we don't want to create false expectations 
Right. It took you some years to get to where you're at. Oh, you're absolutely right. It took me years to get to where Ab- I'm at. Absolutely. It took, it took heart, hurt, heartbreak. Heartache. Oh, my gosh. It, it took a lot to get to this yes. level of awareness. You are so, so right. It, don't make it seem like, oh, you know, we, we're just going to conjure this idea of, like, no. We had to experience life. Right. And lackluster results. Right. That really primed us. To have this desire and you and you're absolutely right man because when we when i considered the heartache the pain the ripping of my soul um the the true commitment that i had to um my relationship and to and to really look back and say man i missed it i missed something um and now to to bring this experience 20 some years of a relationship and five you know six years of a study and intimacy and relationships and and um and being able to just give this to an individual like right off the shelf um is 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 more powerful than 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 we could you know they that we it's more powerful than we think or we can imagine that because, um, yes, you and I, we started working, but no one told us about self-awareness. No one told us about no. about vulnerability. No one told us about providing the same space. No one told us you had, you know, all this stuff that we're talking about. I know for me, I had to discover it. I had to discover it. And it was, that means that it was there, but it wasn't seen to me on a regular basis. So I had to discover that I needed a safe space, that I needed to um, be mentally stable enough so I can sit in one space and listen to somebody and validate their um, their, their experiences. And then um, be able to do the work to expand my emotional vocabulary. Therefore, when someone is experiencing a, a loss, right? I often go back to when. Let me finish that. When someone is experiencing a loss, that you could then connect with them, that brings another level of closeness that you experience in a reciprocal relationship. And so, yeah, I go back to, and I'm, I'm gonna, we'll give this. I'm gonna give this example, and you can add something if you want to. Um, but I, I was as I was practicing trying to expand my emotional vocabulary and be there for my daughters because that emotional part I wasn't there. Um, so here's the thing. Here's what happened. My 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 daughter is I come in the living room. My daughter, she's she's crying. She's sad, and um, and I'm like, hey, what, what's going on? She's like, my my friend died. He died in his sleep. Now, up to this point, I have yet to cry at a funeral. My brother was murdered. I didn't cry. My dad died. I didn't cry. You know, my aunt, my grandma, I didn't cry. Right. So because I couldn't connect with her, I, I cracked a joke. And she didn't think it was funny. And she said word choice. She had choice words for me, and then she left and 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 went out of went out of the room. And I was like, "Man, I missed it again." 
because I was really trying. I'm like, and then I had to ask myself, why couldn't I just hug her right there? Why can't I just say, come on up? You know, I'm sorry this happened. Why couldn't I do that in that moment? Um, and one would say, well, Frank, you should have known how to do that. You should, you're a father. You should have known to do that. Well, <laughs> no, I don't. I didn't know. I didn't know. And besides, I, I'm, what about this, the trauma that I experienced that I didn't know that I needed to, to go to therapy to improve my relationships? I didn't know that. Yeah, you, you don't know what you don't know. Right. But, you know, I'm going to therapy. Well, you've been going to therapy. Well, I went, when I was going to therapy, I was just going to therapy to talk and complain. I wasn't going there to, to improve my communication skills with my wife, to be, you know, my daughters, you know, tripping at, you know, see, here I am. I'm judging them, saying that they were tripping at, at, at their basketball game because I'm out there. I'm the loudest dude out there. And they don't, they're feeling uncomfortable. And I can't even go to the game and just be quiet. Because I'm so locked in that my dad wasn't here. And I'm going to be the best dad ever. Because I'm at your game screaming. Well, I guess uh, at the end of the day, it, it comes down to, just, and I say this for the listeners, mm-hmm. but it comes down to us knowing uh, the natural biases that we have. Mm-hmm. Meaning... My, like, for instance, right, I'll just use my, my dad as an example. My dad never encouraged me. Mm. Never said, son, you did a good job, strong work. Never got that. So mm. with my son, I give that encouragement. Mm-hmm. I was like, strong work, big boy, you did it. I give, I, so I give that encouragement. So he knows what good looks like. Moreover, he knows that he can give out good. He can do Mm -hmm. because when you're walking around uncertain, it it doesn't, you you don't, you'll be inconsistent. Right. So, you know, my goal is to give him that consistency. Mm -hmm. So I I, I do receive that. However, um, it's important to know that your intention is matching that impact. Mm-hmm. And once that impact, once you recognize that, like like you said, you cracked a joke, it was distasteful, you had, she had chores words for you, in a situation like that, it's like, oh, okay, boom, the impact was not matching my intention, mm-hmm. right? It's always something to mend, right? You can, all, you, can you know, if you have the opportunity to go back and, you know, adjust, right? Because we all, we all going to have misfires. And that's and that's whether with an, an intimate relationship, a non-intimate relationship, or just a, a coworker, right? You you may you may be in the moment and feel a little more spirited than others, and that impacts somebody different. It wasn't your intention, but the awareness of knowing, okay, somebody had a negative impact that I actually care about. I need to address that. And it's that that's the awareness. Right? Once you recognize that, you can lean in more. Right? So for me, I mean I, I receive what you're saying, Champ. I mean that is that is that is 
what you're doing right now, what we're doing, what you do on this podcast, what we're doing in this conversation is everything that you're talking about, that vulnerability. And I, and I highlighted not creating false expectations because it took, I say us, mm-hmm. a long time to be here. Right. Like this is, a, for me, it's over a decade. Over a decade, champ, it took me, especially growing growing up from elementary through high school, mm-hmm. male figure to really idolize or, right. or, or position myself and mm-hmm. like, oh, this is how I need to move. Okay, okay, this is how I established a house. I never had a household. I never had a true house growing up. Right, I lived in shelters. I didn't have I didn't have stability growing up, so I didn't know what uh, homeowners insurance was. Mm. Right, I didn't know who I needed to call for that. I, I never even called insurance companies like that. Right, nobody bought me my first car. I had to go get it. So it's just like those those things I had to adjust. But again, the results were less than favorable. I had to study, practice it, and live it, make it a reality. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's those things. So, and it goes right back into the relationship, right? So, you know, I had, I had situations with my daughter. And I remember one time she was 11. She, she stormed up, ran, ran, ran to her room, slammed the door. I walked in there. And I was like, look, I understand your feelings. I was like, however, we do not project our emotions. We present our emotions. Mm. Now, this is a decade after my understanding of, of emotional intelligence mm-hmm. and validating, a sp- well, creating a space of validation for her right. and not invalidating that emotion. But it took me time to get there because nobody did it for me. Right. Well, well, I, I'm gonna first say I'm sorry, man, that you experienced all of those traumatic, you know, traumatic events, and um, I, I applaud you for turning your pain into a passion and being able to share your story and being vulnerable with me um, is a, is a testament of how of your resilience, and I I, I want to just say I'm proud of you. Great work. Um, Champ, you know, because you, you're winning. Cheers. Cheers. You know, that you're winning. You, you know, you, 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 <laughs> nobody has, has done your life and won in your life but you. Um, and, and to, to still, um, be faced with that, those experiences. And, and then just, I'm just imagining you go enter in a relationship. And the woman is expecting you to notice stuff. And how do you, how do you, and this is the thing we want to want to be able to share with, with black women, right? You have to be able to allow him, provide a safe space for Mac to say, hey, baby, you know what? I, I, I've never, um, I've never done homeowner's insurance. But, I'm, but, but, you know, can you give me some insight or what do you think? Um, and do I have room for error? Come on. Yeah. 
Dude, Mac has to get it right right now. I'm gonna punish you. I'm gonna talk about you. I'm gonna to you know what? I'll just do it myself. This is my first time doing this. And this is why it's it's important for both men and women to continue to register themselves with their partner as a safe space. And that 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 right there, the word continue and and consistency. Mm-hmm. That is that is exactly what I'm talking about. You have to stay consistent, mm-hmm. consistent with that safety. And you know, I I appreciate that, champ. I receive what you're saying, and and I, and I agree that it is necessary for somebody to know, like, hey, look, you can count on me. I'm here for you. We're in this together, right? Mm-hmm. Back to your point, commitment. So until that commitment gets established, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's very hard to continue a relationship. But when we spoke, you know, earlier, I highlighted self-awareness because if people were just aware of themselves, where they're at right now, where they might be based off of their current journey, their trajectory, they can really, they'll know, they can be like, okay, I like this, I don't like this. Like, it's important to date to kind of know, like, okay, you, you, leave, the, you leave the toothpaste cap off, um, that I'm not a fan of that, right? You know, like, you, you eat, beat in the bed i don't like that like these little these little things mm-hmm. that you're like you know not necessarily deal breakers or things that can add up to deal breakers just knowing yourself right. knowing the things that you can tolerate things that you prefer etc and set that and set that early set that expectation early yeah so i mean i feel like in, in relationships there's a a lot of things to do on both sides, but I feel like, you know, just again, the biggest piece, uh, you know, this whole conversation, and I know this is a long joint and we got to wrap this. Yeah, up. we get ready to wrap it up. I'm, I, I was just trying to find that, that, that space to wrap up um, because we yeah. we're, we're over on, on our time. And so yes. let's go ahead and do this here. Um, this is Champ Franklin. Um, this, and I have Mac um, as a, as a guest on our show today. Um, and we're we're digging deep, like we said earlier. We're we're digging deep as to how why is it that we get intimacy? Um, get, why we get it wrong? How is it that we're getting it wrong when our hearts are in the right place? And so Mac and I, we're going to continue this, this conversation um, and be on the lookout um, because you know I will post um, when the next time he's going to be available. Um, it may be the Wednesday show with Mac. Um, but but I'll put more out there um, in the future. Um, this is your host, Champ Franklin, and um, we are out. Thank you. Until next time.